Who am I? Why am I here? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I shall not seek and I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. Tear down this wall. And the wall just got 10 feet taller. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. From the 3900 campus of Bethel University, this is Election Shock Therapy. We're back. My name is Chris Moore. I teach international relations. And I'm Andy Bramson, and I teach comparative politics. I'm Mitchell Crum, and I teach political theory and American politics. Although, as a side note, I'm also uh, at the University of South Carolina, Aiken. And I'm Matt Cookham, and uh, Dr. Crum gave me his job, and now I teach American politics and political theory at Bethel. Uh, thanks, guys. To be clear, uh, uh, Dr. Crum did not bequeath Dr. Cookham his job. <laughs> I was trying to be generous. Uh, it was very generous, very magnanimous of you. Um, <laughs> in this era of academic hiring, thank you, Dr. Crum, for just spreading jobs around as you go. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> hey, you probably haven't heard our voices for a while, and we wanted to step in here with just a little micropod to let you know what's coming down the pipe for election shock therapy. If you've been part of our channel before, you know that um, some version of this cast of characters assembles on a regular basis to talk about... Uh, political events in the world uh, from the perspective of political scientists. Our goal is always to add more light and more truth rather than more, more heat and more rancor. And so we have a good time uh, being good people to each other, talking about really important issues. And so uh, we wanted to, after our big old summer break, we'll talk in just a second here about what we did in our summer breaks. But uh, after our big old summer break, uh, we decided we wanted to try a little bit different format for this coming year. We're going to see if this works. As long as it keeps working, we're going to keep doing it. If it doesn't work, we'll change it and we'll do something else. But in the short term, our plan is to check in with you all weekly. So you'll still see us in your download uh, feed every week. But in the short version, um, every week, we're, you're going to see like a little bit of a micropod from us, about 15 minutes or so, where we're going to either explore a key current event, just one, or some kind of enduring question in political science, or some kind of useful concept or study that we think people would could really benefit from knowing about from our field and discipline. Then, uh, about monthly, we'll go back to one of those longer, more meandering conversations that we like to have, where we try to try to be more analytical and more summative and 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 uh, reflective on what's happening in the world, not just reactive like news pundits would otherwise be. So that's the plan for right now. So you'll see us show up regularly, and uh, but in a slightly different, more digestible version. So uh, that's the plan. Uh, guys, uh, what are you excited about talking about? Are you saying that we were not digestible previously? Like we gave people uh, indigestion or something? And I'm kind of stuck on that line too. Man. <laughs> I'm, I mean, maybe I'm, it's I'm saying I I, I'm saying we're kind of like Minnesota State Fair food. It's we're very very good as long as you don't overdo it. Yeah, I just went to the state fair and I'm I'm pleased to report that despite um, consuming more deep fried foods than I certainly usually do, and then uh -huh. being should, 
Um, my system was kind to me, and it didn't. I didn't get it. So, so I feel like our you're listening. Podcast, you're listening to gastrointestinal talk with Andy Bramson. That <laughs> <laughs> was a happy thing. Andy, what is what is the food that brings you closest to um, euphoria at the fair? Oh, the deep fried cheese curds. Yeah, oh, those, yeah. Are, those that's, are that's the right answer. And you yeah. need to get them at the mouth trap in the food building. You don't just get any of the like other. Like I don't know, off-brand cheese curds. Go to the mouth trap and get the big. You you want to just go ahead and pay for the big one, the big bucket. You get more bang for your buck, or in this case, more yep. cheese curds for your buck. Yep. And it's they're delicious. I need to, I need to bring up a site. I want to come back to state fair food, but I have to ask a cheese curd specific question. I was talking with some students today, and I'm a, I like cheese. I'm I you know yeah. I, I've told many people that my alternate career path is cheesemonger, <laughs> but just sitting down to a plate of raw cheese curds is a little daunting to me. Well, but I have yeah. students who tell me like, yeah, they love them. Just raw cheese curds, that little squeaky taste in your mouth. Um, when I say squeaky taste, I mean it actually literally squeaks as you chew them. Yeah. Um, how do you feel? Uh, Sam's giving me a thumbs up. Sam, you want to defend the raw cheese curd? I don't know. Just as a Midwesterner, like. That's a that's a pretty solid. You don't want to have like a whole, a whole like big plate of them, but like probably four or five. It's pretty nice. They're, they're real salty. It's good. Yeah, but they're fine. But I I got those the first year I went there, and I well, you don't get those at the fair. I did get them at the fair that first year, but yeah, no. they weren't that good. But the deep fried is really quite transient. You have to, you have to get them at a store that's on the side of the highway, like when yeah. you're driving somewhere through Wisconsin. There's like a big cheese. Factory. I think those are usually called gas stations. No, 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 like a cheese factory. <laughs> okay, there's okay. a lot of those too in Wisconsin. That's fair. That's true. There are there are. I can testify to that. Okay. All right. So cheese curds. Um, let's let's go around here. I think we're all to one extent or another um, familiar with the dark arts of fair food. Um, uh, <laughs> Professor Kukum, what would be your uh, euphoric fair food? Uh, I mean, for Minnesota, I mean, it's definitely going to be the, the cheese curds, something that is really done well here. So, yeah, I'm okay. with Bramson on this one. Now, let me pause here because he was very specific to say Minnesota. So, Dr. Kukum, if you were at the Texas State Fair, what would be your <laughs> euphoric fair food? Oh, man, I haven't been to Texas State Fair in probably like 15 or 20 years, but probably something more along the lines of something barbecue related. Um, there we go. Yeah, it was actually really funny because I was um, in the dentist office for like a routine checkup and cleaning this weekend. They had the radio going and the, the DJ or whoever was like rambling on about the Minnesota State Fair as as the DJs do, you know, this time of year in Minnesota. Sure, sure, sure. And was talking about like, ah, oh, what would you do? You know, like what other state fairs would you go to? And people were calling in and and basically, you know, the conclusion was Minnesota is the best and it's the biggest except for Texas. But, uh, but Texas is only big because they stretch it out over a month. And that doesn't really count um, and blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> it, was, it was great. So. Texas doesn't count because it's big. <laughs> yeah. That's what I heard right there. Uh, Dr. Crum, like me, you are a native son of Ohio. Um, Ohio is not known for its state fair. I have been to it, um, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, but um, you are now a resident of South Carolina. Do you care to stake your claim into a euphoric state fair food? Uh, well, not not from South Carolina. I can't really say that I've I, I've not I've not been to um, state fair here. There's like a little tiny county fair that I went to. Um, a while back, but, uh, that one, that one, I don't know that I, I don't know that I had a distinctive thing there. Um, 
I, I, but uh, but but going back to the Minnesota Fair, I mean, I think Sweet Martha's Cookies also has to get like a mention. So it really um, does, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> one of the things that's actually one of my souvenirs that I still have um, from being in Minnesota is my Sweet Martha's Cookie Bucket. Um, oh, and uh, and also, I mean, it's that's those are some of our memories too because they actually. I, I, Sweet Martha's, I guess, decided that they weren't making enough money on like the gajillions they rake in at the fair. Um, I mean, I remember, I remember hearing that I was in Minnesota at one point. They make, I don't know what it is. It's like yeah. it's millions, million dollars it's millions. over the period yeah. of like the state fair. But like yeah. apparently that wasn't enough for them um, because they also like opened up a line of frozen like cookies where you could just like, you know, put in bake. And so frozen Addie, cookie dough. Yeah. Yeah. So cookie dough. Yeah. Addie and I were getting those um, for a while. And so we had them like throughout the year. And so, yeah. So Sweet Martha's is, is the thing. Can I wax Old Testament on you guys for a second? I'm fairly certain that Sweet Martha's cookies are like the modern version of manna. Um, it's uh, you get them, and they're just divine within the within the first day. But God help you if you wait the next day to try and eat yes. them. They turn into what I can only describe as circus peanuts. I mean, they're it's you got to eat those things within 12 hours, or or it's yeah. all over. Yeah. Yes. And if you collect them, like God's judgment upon you, basically. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> They're also funny, like at the fair, you just like, you'll notice all these sweet Martha's on the ground. So people are always spilling them and then they're getting trodden <laughs> underfoot. I and mean, we just noticed so many like sweet Martha's. It wasn't mm-hmm. even a high attendance day yesterday, but lots of sweet Martha's dumped here and there and smashed underfoot and so forth. Which when you see the cones, they like pile them so high, you can understand why. But brings you mean to toss your cookies, doesn't it? Uh, um, you know, for my money, and, and this is not exp- uh, um, specific to the Minnesota State Fair, but when I, if I want to imagine what it feels like to be at a fair, um, it's two things. It's a pork chop on a stick, um, grilled pork chop on a stick, and then it's, um, it's an elephant ear. Yeah. I, I, um, I can't imagine getting an elephant ear anywhere but the State Fair, but when I'm there, that's mm. kind of what I want. You know, um, this a piece, a piece of fried dough dunked in cinnamon sugar, I and mean, that's um, that's America, right? Um, okay. <laughs> so, wow. We're not this. Um, we're not going to be talking about the state fair throughout the duration of all of our podcasts. But I did want to just give you yeah. all a chance. Um, we will be checking in with you, and we'll be clear to label our podcasts with kind of what's the major topic or the major thing we're looking at in those in those each brief topics. Um, but is there something you guys are looking forward to talking about as we move forward through this month of September? I think I think there needs to be a caveat or explainer here on what it means to look forward to something. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Let me rephrase, Doctor Crumb. Are you? Is there anything you're anticipating talking about with some relish? Ooh. Relish is still like I, I mean I mean too positive. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything you're grimly resigned to talking about? <laughs> ah yes, that's our phrase. Good. It, I think I think I think maybe words like interested or intrigued or yes. um, yeah I don't know might, might be more uh, apt. I don't okay. know. I mean there's a lot of things going on right now. I think I think this summer was extremely eventful, much more than probably anyone anticipated. Um, I mean, the thing that, uh, you know, if you'd asked me a week ago what, what I was thought, you know, would be most interesting to talk about, it would have been Afghanistan, but I don't think right. that's the case anymore. 
Um, I mean, the thing that's going to be the barn burner here for the next um, few months, really, and is already, uh, I mean, the barn is already <laughs> highly inflamed, yeah. um, is, is going to be on the issue of abortion. And so I think yeah. that's, um, you know, those that that's that's going to be one of the main things to, to take apart. And, you know, the Supreme Court's recent actions, Texas's recent actions, et cetera. So. Yep. Well, I am grimly resigned to, I think we should talk about Afghanistan a little bit, even though it's a little bit past. I mean, I think it still gets at broader issues about how we how we think about things. So that's I'm not really anticipating talking about it, but I think we probably um, probably should touch on that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot to unpack. Um, and really, I mean, we've not even begun to see the consequences, the long term consequences of this. So yeah. so there's things that we're going to have to return to potentially for several years. I mean, not every week or even every month, but um, there's a lot. No, I agree. There's there's nothing I'm looking forward to. Um, perhaps, um, you know, to, to riff off of our title of election shock therapy, perhaps these conversations will be therapeutic for us, like cathartic, like get these things off our chest and talk about them intelligently together. And maybe, you know, uh, you listeners will um, maybe find it slightly therapeutic to join us in that in some sense. But, uh, but yeah, Afghanistan, I, I'm grateful not to have to talk about elections too much this fall. It kind of got burned out last year with all the election analysis. It's nice to have a break from some of that, although the midterms are in full swing. Um, but yeah, Afghanistan, abortion, there's other interesting Supreme Court cases coming up. Um, and, you know, just the ongoing stuff with COVID probably will we'll need to address to some extent as well. So there's there's no shortage of things to to talk about. So and infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. That's there. We can look you know forward what? to that. Right. That's now, so you're, fun. You're, you're saying that with a little bit of uh, derision in your voice. But as an international relations guy, I'm looking to you all to help explain the BIF to me. Um, that is the bipartisan infrastructure framework. Um, and I would like to know a little bit about how this how this sausage gets made um, and what Americans can expect from this. All right. Stay tuned for infrastructure sausage. Um, one thing I am actually kind of looking forward to, if we get a chance to talk about it, is it'd be fun to talk about the Canadian elections. Um, they're not our problem, um, which makes them more fun um, than things that are. And we too often know very little about our neighbors to the north, and they do have an election um, coming up in two and a half weeks. Um, that itself is controversial and is causing all sorts of trouble for their prime minister because he called this election two two years early in the middle of a pandemic, and people are not entirely pleased. How will this go for him? Stay tuned. That, and this and that will actually bring back a small little piece of my dissertation research that was on Ooh, Canada excellent. and Trudeau and Trudeau mania, like the original Trudeau. So Ooh. think about oh. that. That'll be, yeah. that'll be wonderful. All right. I'm already looking forward to this. Uh, um, anything else you guys are looking forward to talking about covering? This is a pretty healthy plate so far. Is it healthy? Or unhealthy? It is a Minnesota State Fair <laughs> politics. It's like a deep fried Oreo with a deep fried Twinkie, mm-hmm. deep fried candy bar, side of cheese curds. That, um, <laughs> That Afghanistan uh, topic is the spicy thing you eat and then regret later. Yeah. Um, oh, man. All right. We got to go. Thanks, guys. This is what you can look forward to uh, for the foreseeable future as we roll out this new format. Thanks for listening to us. We are part of the Channel 3900 Podcast Network. There are lots of other great things in the Channel 3900 Podcast Network. Check us out. 
We've got things like Latchkey Kids, uh, Video Store, Avatar with Academics is coming to a noble conclusion. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, you can always get in touch with the channel at channel 300 at gmail.com and reach out to us, uh, Election Shock Therapy at electionshocktherapy at gmail.com. Tell us what questions you have. Tell us what things you'd like us to cover in short explainer podcasts. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to integrate you into our podcast as well. Thanks for listening to us and to our back in the podcast feed. Go Royals. Go Royals.